Welcome to the Modern Creative Podcast, episode 21. It is your boy, Alberto Mendoza. How are you doing? I am well. Thank you for asking. Man, it feels good to record back home again. This is the first recording since my legendary Euromoon trip. Um, so in honor of that trip, I am wearing my Real Madrid kit, uh, Kareem Benzema. I can't even see the name. There it is. Um, uh, so yeah, I was able to get that jersey right before the game that I went to go see versus Manchester City. And uh, yeah, but it's a little bittersweet because Kareem Benzema just announced yesterday that he's leaving the club. And so, yeah, he is going to go play in the Saudi Arabia League. But he's a legend. If you guys know about football or soccer for my American uh, my American audience, um, he is a legend in the game, especially for Real Madrid. And uh, yeah. But anyways, uh, little life updates. Um, I've been shooting a lot. I've been editing a lot. I've been doing a bunch of admin work, um, coordinating a lot of shoots and uh, scheduling shoots and whatnot. Uh, but one thing I did yesterday that kind of like freaked me out in a great way is, so I'm sure you guys have heard of Idlepod. Um, it is a plugin for Adobe Premiere Pro where it literally edits your podcast within seconds. And uh, I tried it out for myself. Um, I was very intrigued when I learned about this in Europe, and uh, I, once I saw people posting about it, I'm like, all right, I'm going to try this because this will save me so much time and probably money because I was considering hiring an editor. And so if it's free for you guys to use right now, it's a 30-day trial, so it doesn't really hurt to try, um, even if you just want to use it for the 30 days, stock up on some podcasts and then just use the 30-day trial, edit those in like five, six days or whatever, and you'll be fine. Uh, but after the 30 days, you will uh, get charged 30 bucks a month, which I think it's money and worth it. So to me, I think it's a no-brainer. But anyways, I tried it out yesterday. I had a three-camera podcast, so I was waiting to use that and start the trial when I had a three-camera three, three camera podcast ready to rock because these uh, solo podcasts are quite easy. Don't really need to do much to um, edit this. Uh, but the three-camera podcast for sure takes a toll on the computer, and it just takes time to like accurately cut from camera a to camera b to the wide shot so uh gave it a shot and wow i was blown away um i even made an instagram reel about this so if you guys are curious check out the instagram so you can see me doing this for the first time ever and it's actually kind of blowing up on instagram that specific reel is gonna is like well over 500 likes at this point and uh yeah it's kind of it's kind of crazy how things uh, how things work but i tried it out and it literally edited a, it was like 57 minutes, 58 minutes, let's call it an hour in less than 15 seconds. It made all the cuts and I was like, wow, it, it's mind blowing, man. It's mind blowing. It's mind blowing how technology has like gone so far. And I feel like we're just in the brink of AI editing. So I know people are getting freaked out about it. I see this in a um, glass half full where it's only going to make my life easier. Um, there I could tackle more projects and um, edit this stuff a lot quicker than than usual. But I know there is a there is the the people that are saying like, well, it's taking away jobs and blah 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 blah. And the way I see things is this: is like, bro, you need to learn how to adapt. This is beyond our control. This is going to come out whether you like it or you don't like it. So if you don't like it. What are you going to do, man? You're going to just be pissed off the rest of your life and be like, no, it's got to be done the old way. Like, 
no, the way I'm seeing it is like, all right, well, this is going to, this is going to happen no matter what. So I might as well get on that wave and, uh, go along with it and see what happens. So I, I'm working with it and, uh, I'm learning to adapt. And, uh, so far it's so good, but I'm going way ahead of myself. Going back to this autopod, it did everything pretty damn good. I'd say it's probably like around a 95%, like accurate and good. I still did some minor tweaking on my own, especially with the audio stuff, which is something that I personally like to do and I don't have to do. Um, but as far as the visuals, it pretty much nailed it, man. So that is going to be a game changer for me. It's going to save me so much time. Um, generally, a podcast is 60 minutes with three different cameras. It'll probably take me around 60 to uh, 90 minutes to edit from the very beginning from importing to the very end from exporting. So that right there, it's going to shave off so much time and give me so much time to do like either personal projects or more podcasts or even work on other people's podcasts. So, I mean... The ideas are infinite at this point. So Autopod, I highly recommend it. Just check it out if you have Adobe. I don't think it works for DaVinci or um, Final Cut, but I'm sure down the line, there's gonna be something very similar for that's capable to work with uh, Apple and um, DaVinci Resolve. But again, for any uh, Premiere users, it's 30 days, it's free. Uh, you might as well give it a shot and then you could always cancel at that. But if you want to continue, it's going to be 30 bucks after that, which I still think it's worth it. So that's that. Um, check this out, though. Nice. So I got myself the DJI RS3 gimbal. Um, it's the latest and greatest. We'll take not the greatest because there's a pro version. But as far as the um, DJI RS series, this is a third generation, and it's um, this thing is freaking amazing so far. I'm excited uh, to finally have upgraded my my um, I almost said uh, drone, my gimbal. And the cool thing about this is that it just turns off. Watch when I turn off, it just it just locks, and it's so cool, man. Um, I had the first generation, the RS1. Wait, it was the Ronin SC. They change these names so often. It's so confusing. I swear, camera and technology have like the worst names, but whatever. So I'm excited for this uh, gimbal. Uh, I've been wanting to upgrade for a while now. And uh, we're going to talk about camera upgrades in a second. But uh, I have a few, um, I have a few like real estate shoots. Well, I'm working with a uh, architect company. And so they have some really amazing properties that they want to showcase and stunt for their portfolio and their website. So I've been wanting any excuse to upgrade the gimbal and I finally got something that I'm gonna finally start using gimbal work a little bit more from here on out. And so I decided to upgrade and uh, I'm going to use it tomorrow for my second shoot with this company. And I'm very excited. Uh, it's, it's work. It works perfect with the, uh, with the A7S III. So I currently have the RS3 uh, with the a7 III since I'm recording with the a7s right now and I have the Tamron 28 to 75 uh, f 2.8 which is an external zoom and it's holding pretty damn good uh, with the old gimbal I was able to mount the same system um, with this lens and the gimbal will kind of have a little bit of trouble because it's not meant for a larger payload where this one I believe does like 6.6 .6 pounds and this is more than enough for this drone to or drone I keep saying drum this gimbal to handle this weight and uh, yeah I'm super excited to try this out tomorrow on my uh, property shoots and uh, really get some amazing and creative shots which leads me to the point of this episode which is when to upgrade your gear. 
I know with YouTube and podcasts, it is a sexy conversation to talk about gear, to talk about, hey, you should upgrade to the latest and greatest kind of thing because of the affiliate links and whatnot and paid promotions on their end. So they got to sell you, which makes perfect sense. It's a business, whatever. You just got to be smart enough to know, hey, my phones are a little bit tight. Um, I'm not getting as many jobs as I want to get. So it doesn't make sense for me to upgrade my gear. And um, again, I think we've talked about this a million times, but it's not about the gear. It's about the shooter. It's always about the shooter. It's always about the editor. It's whatever you could do with whatever you have. Dude, you could you can make things popping and dope with a cheaper camera and a cheap uh, everything. Like I know it's 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 hard for you guys to believe someone like me that has an A7S, um, the new DJI uh, Mavic 3, the Ronin S3, which are technically the latest and greatest, but I came from an A6300. My first ever gimbal was a Ziyun Crane, which is like the cheapest one at that time. I think I got it for like $300. And uh, I had a 35 millimeter 1.8. That package right there at the time was probably around $1,500. Um, 4K 30, 1080 60, 1080 120 frames per second. It's a crop sensor camera as well. And uh, I was able to make it work. I was able to land my first ever wedding, which was $1,000. So at that time, I was like, bro, this is crazy. Like, I was able to land real estate gigs for 400 bucks, 500 bucks. I was able to land brand videos for 600 bucks, 800 bucks. And I slowly went up and up and up and up. So, what I'm trying to say is, well, whatever you have right now, you can make shit work and make it popping for you. So, don't get down when you see people with an A7S III, a Canon R6 or an R5, a freaking red Komodo. Like, it, dude, it's all a facade, man. It's It just looks, it's all eye candy for Instagram. My freaking Instagram Explorer feed is literally people stunting off camera gear. I personally enjoy seeing people's behind the scenes because I always learn something new. And I just enjoy seeing behind the scene work because, I don't know, it's something I'm really into. But... I'm also smart enough to know like, all right, they're clearly showing off the R6, they're clearly showing off an, an FX3 or an FX30, but I know the camera is not what makes the end product good. It's the shooter behind the camera, it's the freaking editor. Like, I always tell clients and try to educate my clients as much as I can, it's like, you could hire any kid with a 4K camera for 50 bucks if you're like, if that client is a penny pincher or whatever, um, I always educate them by saying like, yo, you can always hire someone that could do it for you for close to nothing, but the real work is going to be in the editing. Can that person edit a good video? Can they, can they, uh, tell a story, which is visuals, which right now we're losing the art of storytelling because with 60 second reels, it's all about flashy eye candy visuals with zero substance, zero depth and zero freaking dialogue. It's mostly just audio and music. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe uh, maybe I'm just the old head that's like uh, just hates on the internet now. Nah, I'll take that back. I'm not that person. So when is the correct time to upgrade your gear? All right. I had the Zion Crane, like I said before. That was my first ever gimbal. And I had my 6300 camera and a 35 millimeter. So I worked that rig to death, like literally until that freaking gimbal stopped working on me. So I eventually, with all the work that I was doing, I was able to save up and keep in mind, guys, I wasn't freelancing yet, like full time. I was still had my nine to five job at the hospital working 10 hour shifts, four to five times a week. So I was saving up 
and I eventually got the Ronin SC uh, gimbal. And that gimbal was definitely an upgrade compared to the Zion Crane that I had. So the DJI Ronin SC came out in 2019 and I purchased it in January of 2020. So I had it for quite a while and I literally just sold that bad boy like two days ago. Um, we'll go back to the selling in a second. But I freaking use that gimbal for over three years, 2020, 21, 22, and 23. So yeah, four years, man. And since I got that gimbal, while I was using it for all my professional work, the entire time of the three to four years, there is tons of gimbals in the market at this point. So many different upgrades, like so many better versions of it. There's like, now they have the um, Ronin S, the Ronin RS2, the pro version as well. And now they have the Ronin RS3 and the pro version as well. And now they have the mini. So there was like a million gimbals at this point since I got the SC. So what I'm trying to say is like, yeah, I was, I, I guess you could say I was disciplined enough to like know that gear does not make the end product good. Like it's all about who's behind the camera to make things good. And that freaking clanky uh, gimbal, man, it still works really good, believe it or not. And uh, but I needed something that with a, that could hold a little a heavier payload of a camera, like the um, uh, freaking A7S III with a 28 to 75 2.8, or with the freaking um, 7200. I mounted this when I first got this. I mounted the A7S III, which is a heavier camera than this A7 III. I mounted it with a 7200 lens. So if you guys don't know what a 7200 lens, the things are like this, they're massive, they're massive. And so I mounted it to this bad boy and it actually freaking worked, man. So like, that's why I upgraded because I knew I wanted certain shots and this, the old gimbal that I had wasn't able to do it. Um, couldn't even freaking try to balance it. It just would not turn on. And so that is why I upgraded. I freaking needed something a little bit better. Um, and plus, the old freaking gimbal was started to fail me a little bit because it's, I mean, it's old. So it's, naturally the the motors are going to just not be as strong when you first get them. Um, but yeah, like I was able to sell that. Uh, I saw it on retail on Amazon for 279 or 275 ish. And I was able to sell it for $200 on offer up, which was like, boom, I put it in the market and then I sold it within like five hours. It was kind of crazy. And for those that are one is like, well, you said it doesn't work. The guy tried it out, put it on his camera. It worked fine. He did a whole little test run and he was satisfied and he purchased it. So boom, there's that. So guys, be mentally strong when you see these flashy commercials on YouTube, on social media. Um, you're seeing a bunch of gear, a bunch of eye candy again. Try to resist and be happy with what you got, man, because uh, it's... Believe it or not, that piece of equipment that you have right now could definitely make it happen. And let me tell you another story of when I got suckered into the marketing. Um, I purchased a piece of equipment that I'm like, oh man, once I get this piece of equipment, it's gonna be a game changer. I'm gonna kill it. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna just elevate my game that much more. So I bought this DJI FPV when it first came out. I was super hyped. I'm like, this is going to be a game changer for me. Um, it's user-friendly. It's DJI. I trust DJI. I've been buying their products for so many years. This has been two years since I got this freaking drone, and I've yet to fly it. How sad is that? This thing cost me well over a thousand bucks at the time. And I got myself an extra battery because these batteries are kind of trash. So I got like, all right, I'm going to want an extra battery since I'm going to be flying so much. Again, this has been sitting in the box for freaking two years. I just got a freaking Instagram reminder the other day on my memories and when I first uh, opened up the box. And uh, yeah, it's been two years sitting in the box and Kristen keeps telling me, dude, just sell it, just sell it, just sell it. You're not even using it. 
But I do want to fly this. I do want to learn how to use this. Like it's been challenging. I've had a few setbacks trying to learn how to fly this freaking thing um, with the FPV and the simulator. Uh, I've, again, this has never been in the air. I've just been using the simulator and it's like, it's a freaking challenge. For those that have flown FPV, you guys will know when you guys first start, it's a freaking challenge. But again, this is more for like a hobby. This is more for like for fun and leisure. Um, it's more of a toy. It's an expensive toy. Uh, I don't plan on using this for work, um, but maybe eventually if I get really nasty with it, then probably we'll sell uh, like some sort of like service for FPV drones. But that just shows like I got suckered into the marketing. Um, I got suckered in into the the freaking influencers posting about the FPV drone and how easy it is to use and blah, 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 blah. So I pulled the trigger, spent over a thousand bucks, got it, and I never even used it yet. So don't be that guy. <laughs> but again, I will learn how to use this eventually. I'm, I'm, I promised myself this year, I'm going to fly it for sure. Um, I actually just got a, a pro tip from an FPV uh, user and he just told me like, dude, skip the simulator, learn to fly it outside. It'll be easier to learn than actually in the simulator. So I'm going to give that a shot, but yeah, your gear, whatever gear you have is good enough. It's good enough to get you paid. Again, I was using a 6,300 with a cheap Zion crane gimbal and a cheap drone at the time, and I was freaking making bank, man. So once you use your camera equipment, that specific equipment to death, when I when I mean to death, that means you know the ins and outs of that camera. You know exactly how it works. You know its capabilities, you know its pros, you know its cons. So for example, the 6300, that had its limitations. I needed something, I, need, I needed a full frame. So eventually I got the full frame. I got the a7 III and I still have this baby and I still use it every single, almost every single day. For photography, which I'm gonna do tomorrow, I'm using this camera still, not the a7S. I'm using the a7 III. So like I make, I use my camera gear to the death, to like to, till it's freaking last breath, man. So you, it's something you should like try it out, man. Just uh. Be proud of the gear you have. Don't don't be ashamed when you pull up to a shoot and you see people with like crazier camera setups. Like, no man, like I remember showing up to like camera gigs, um, when, like networking events, and I would show up with my little sixty three hundred and a Zion crane, and people had like the latest and greatest, and we just talk gear and stuff like that. And it's like I remember vividly like having way better work than the people with crazier camera gear, man. It's like it's just all a stunt, man. It's all about the person. It's like the person behind the wheel of a car, man. Can you drive that bad boy? Just because you have it doesn't mean it's freaking, doesn't mean you're good or you're nice. It's all about the person behind the camera. That's really what's it about. It's going to be a short one, guys. I uh, appreciate you guys for listening. Um, if you guys have any comments, feel free to leave them in the comment section on YouTube. Uh, hit the subscribe button. If you're a listener on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, take a screenshot of the podcast and put it on your stories and tag me so I can repost it. Give it a five-star rating. I would really appreciate that. Um, and yeah, guys, um, appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Catch you guys later. Peace.